0: Beloved, we are discussing the pathways and the plight of the Jewish people, specifically through Romans chapter 11. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, the last podcast, um, I encouraged you to underline these questions because I really, they're rhetorical questions, obviously. And Paul is asking them to really explain More to God's children from the nations, really the plight and the complexity of the journey of the people of Israel. And it really comes in three parts, those that believed, those that were hardened, and those that will be ultimately restored. So let's take a look at path number two and the second question, those veiled, and this is Romans 11 seven through 10. What then? What the people of Israel sought so earnestly they did not obtain. The elect among them did, but the others were hardened as it is written. And here Paul makes the first quote to this veil. God gave them, or the hardening of the veil actually, God gave them a spirit of stupor eyes so that they could not see and ears that they could not hear to this very day. And that's true even to this modern time. First, the elect among them did. This reference relates here specifically to the remnant of Jewish believers we've just discussed. But please note, beloved, that the term elect in itself in scripture applies to all believers, both Jew and Gentile. But when you drill down here specifically, Paul is talking about those actually who were related to the first question, the remnant, those that actually believed. Uh, But please don't get confused by this or think that that there's an exclusion because uh, election in the new covenant is for both Jew and Gentile. It's it's one and the same. And please be comfortable um, in our equality that Yeshua has established for us in the Spirit. And the term elect can also mean chosen. Second. Much can be said about the hardening of Israel in this text, especially regarding our understanding of its timing. And I think this is key. Did it come upon them because they just rejected Jesus at that time, or was it already on them before Mashiach, before Christ came? And I think I uh, alluded to this in the, in the previous podcast, but in my second book, The Ezekiel Generation, I've really detailed this. And uh, there's a great chapter. It's, uh, it's, it's chapter eight about the veil, about the veils um, and um, how the veils actually came about. Uh, in and through Israel. And I really encourage you to read that. You can uh, you can get uh, the Ezekiel generation from any bookseller, but you can also go on our website and get it um, as well if you want to. While we can trace the explanation to this hardening of Israel, to the Torah, to the five books of Moses in the book of Deuteronomy 29.4, we are also aware that, that all humankind's hearts are veiled to God as a result of sin, right? I mean, before we believed, right, there was a veil of sin over each of our hearts. And the first thing we do when we believe in, in Yeshua, when we believe in Jesus, is we confess our sins, right? And the Lord, rem- uh, 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 by believing in him, that sin is covered and it gets removed from us. And then we begin to walk out. Sanctification, obviously. Hallelujah. And of course, we know the result of sin is a hardening of the heart. But it was not until Israel and Judah totally abandoned God for their idols that the Lord actually commanded Isaiah to proclaim a blindness and a deafness upon them and this is interesting because it was right at the beginning of Isaiah's call with the coal on his lips and and he he calls Isaiah to establish this to place this this almost curse it was a curse of blindness and deafness that they couldn't see and hear but as I've grown in my faith and in my understanding of this scripture I've discovered that actually it was God's grace to keep Israel, uh, to keep Israel, even though there was a, a tiny remnant, it was still his grace to keep them so that his words and his promises would ultimately be fulfilled and that Israel at the end would be brought back to life spiritually. And we see this, curse of blindness and deafness that was placed upon Israel at that time because of their idolatry. Much of this has remained to this day. Take a look at Isaiah chapter 6 verses 9 through 10. And even when when Yeshua appeared among them, they most of them couldn't recognize him. And I think it was because primarily of this blindness and deafness that was upon them that needed to be removed. And I feel strongly that this is the scripture, the Isaiah six, nine through 10 is the scripture that the apostle Paul is referring to here. But I should also point out that through the Sanhedrin's condemnation and rejection of Yeshua of Jesus, They led the balance of the people of Israel astray, and this permanently sealed their fate up until this end time period. And beloved, it's not like right at the end. We are in right at the end. Remember, now God is 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 showing is coming to Ishmael, to the children of Ishmael, the physical children. He's beginning to come to the physical children in dreams and visions. And it does say that the last would be first and the last and the uh, the last will be first and the first will be last, but we're living in that day and we have an amazing role that needs to be activated to help bring them to life. It's not just about blessing them and um, and having nothing to do with Jewish believers and reuniting in the one new man, as much of the church is still seems to be operating in, kind of looking for Israel to fulfill its end time perspective so that we can be zapped out of here and God can deal with Israel on his own. Beloved, that is false perspective. That is a, a false perspective. We'll never be able to see this end time perspective. Solely from a Gentile lens and perspective, the way the church has been trying to do for the last seventeen hundred years in its eschatological perspectives—that's just a fancy word, beloved, for end time views and beliefs—but but we know later on in the chapter, in chapter eleven, in Romans, that this curse is only in part because we know they're Jewish believers all the way along, they have been, and because we know that it will be lifted, that it's only temporary, and we're coming into that time. And this is something that we must now recognize because we have such a great role to play to help the Father and Yeshua reunite his family so that he can actually send the glory and the fullness of the glory upon us honestly beloved how can the father send the the last lead us into the last great awakening when the family of god the church is so horribly divided no 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 there's a remnant that the lord is raising up who will have pure hands and a clean heart the bride has made herself ready um and there's a remnant that the Lord is moving upon to awaken his body, to cause his body to arise that will require great love and unity, great reconciliation, the walls and divisions um, coming down in the church and us beginning to 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 come into agreement for our communities to pray and to intercede. Um the 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 body is supposed or leadership in the body is supposed to prepare the body for the works of the ministry there are all sorts of reforms and adjustments that we're coming into beloved in order for God's end time plans to come to pass hallelujah hallelujah and so we know that this this curse of blindness and deafness is only temporary And as scripture says, as we come into the full number of the Gentiles into the fullness of the Gentiles, what is that? Is that an exact number? Is it the fullness of the church? Is it the fullness of maturity? Comma, all Israel will be saved beloved. The two of them are intertwined and the, but the church has taken the gospel to the nations and forgotten about the Jew. And so now, as Israel awakens, we have to re back into her to prepare us to rule and reign, to prepare us both to come in to our inheritance as kings and priests, to rule and reign, at least those, I believe, who will endure with him to the end. Alleluia. 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 So we know That ultimately this veil will come up. But those people that Paul is talking about with question number two what then? What the people of Israel sought so earnestly, they did not obtain. We know that they have been hardened. We know that they faced a judgment and a dispersion and the early church recognized that, but what it missed was the restoration. And of course we're now in that time. Alleluia. 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 And as I, I draw this podcast to a close today, I just want to, bring and draw your attention to the judgment that was on Israel and to into a deeper understanding of this. Go with me to Romans chapter two. And there is a principle here. We already know from Romans chapter one that the, the, the kingdom prince of the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Greek. But Paul drills down deeper on this in chapter two. Uh, Let's pick it up in verse 7. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger, and there will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first to the Jew, for the Jew them for the Gentile, the glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good. And again, here it is, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. It's not just about the good stuff. Judgment came to Israel first. They were given the law to uphold, and in their humanity, they failed. And as a result— and. Primarily because of their idolatry and their backsliding, they faced a judgment and a dispersion. And look what happened in 70 AD. Millions of Jews were killed. Look what happened in the Bar Kokhva revolt in 135 30, 132 to 135. Rome came back and they wiped out Jerusalem. They wiped out Israel. This was the final judgment. This was judgment coming to Israel first. Beloved, there is truth to the fact when you look at Matthew 24 and Luke 21 and Mark 13, um, it's not one or the other as the partial preterists see it. Partial preterists see it all happening uh, to Israel and then the future and dispensationalists in the church see everything happening in the future. But if you look at those scriptures carefully, the disciples ask Yeshua two questions. When will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? This is not one question. It's two and in these texts Yeshua answers both and so i encourage in the romans 911 project especially when we begin to drill down on our eschatology there's truth in in much of the christian uh, eschatological positions but there always comes a time when when the, uh, each group looks to kind of stretch their perspective to to get the scriptures to kind of agree with their position beloved Israel faced judgment and the nations are yet to be judged and I know there's it's still an, an additional judgment on Israel to come in we know we're we're to come into the time of of Israel's um um of um the the, the time of and I know we're supposed to come into the time of Jacob's trouble as well but we know that the uh, before Yeshua returns, there is a last great judgment uh, and accountability to sin, and the world will be dramatically impacted. But it's not one or the other. It's both. It's both. And of course, Scripture speaks of this restoration towards Israel. Covenants and promises all over the Hebrew Scriptures. And um, this uh, is is what we're going to begin to look at next. But before we do, I wanted us to take a journey into Israel's experience with the law and for us to really understand what Israel was used to face, not just for themselves, but really for all mankind. Think about it. Could Jesus, Jesus have, come if the law had not been given to bring sin into account. So God had to choose someone to release it to, but it has an effect on everyone, all humanity, all mankind. So we're going to look at that in uh, the next podcast, and then we'll begin to take our look at um, Israel's restoration, beloved. So until... That time, may the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua.